Okay, welcome. Welcome to uh, the first uh, episode of, uh, well, life. Life and how we get through it. You know, uh, this is going to be a uh, a station where, well, I'm going to ask, you know, for a lot of participation from you guys to see uh, what you want to talk about. I'm going to have interviews with other uh, people in sobriety, um, doctors that deal with um, depression and PTSD, and also, uh, you know, pretty much anything that comes up on on what we can do to make our lives better emotionally, physically, and, you know, maybe change our perspective on a lot of these things, or maybe change other people's perspective on a lot of things. So uh, this is just an intro, um, just getting started with this. So be on the lookout, tell everyone, or tell everybody about it. You can also check out my blog at Rick Eagleston, R-I-C-K-E-A-G-G-L-E-S-T-O-N dot Tumblr dot com. Um, I'll be putting a lot of stuff on there. Um, we will be having call-ins. We'll, this is going to be as interactive as possible. So tell all your friends about it. Tell your friends about it. Tell everyone you know. Okay, anyway. Um, and yeah, so uh, till next time, I will keep you guys updated and uh, have a great day. Thanks. Okay, everybody. Welcome to uh, Rick Radio. Uh, my name is Rick. I am your... Uh, I'm in charge of this ship, so uh, strap on. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, I got the brief intro earlier, you know. So this uh, this podcast is going to be kind of just going to kind of tell you my story and what I have been through uh, these last few years, and uh, see if you can relate. If you can, please share, like, pass it on, and keep listening. Please keep listening. Um, so my goal here is to spread awareness about PTSD, addiction, and depression, okay? I think those all go hand in hand, and if you can relate to any of these, I think you would agree uh, with me all, you know, agree with me about that too. Look, I'm gonna be bringing guests here. I'm gonna have guests on that will share their their story, all right? Share their story, their story of, of hope, right? With the goal that you, if you need it, will seek help in any of the capacities, right? Whether it's for your PTSD, or it is for your addiction, or it is for your depression, or it is for your suicidal thoughts, or just to get better, right? Just to be a better person, okay? So, another one of my goals is that you'll hear this and say, me too, you know, that's... That alone has been a huge part of my recovery is that I've been able to listen to other people and say, me too, right? You know, this isn't just going to be about sobriety, you know, um, because a lot of people can't relate to that portion of it. But if you've ever drank or took pills or did drugs just to feel better, right, that's the difference between us, right? That's the difference between me and that guy that can drink or even do drugs, right? Well, recreationally. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of heroin addicts that do heroin recreationally, but let alone, this is about me and my story, okay? All right, so I have been in emergency services a long time. Um, This has been the job, the only job that I had ever wanted. A firefighter paramedic for a large 
city fire department. And, you know, when I was a young man, a kid, and I used to see that fire engine race by, it used to give me goosebumps, you know, that horn and that siren, and it was so exciting. You know, I knew, I knew that they ran into burning buildings. I knew that they helped sick people. I knew that if you were in trouble, you called 911, and they would send either the police or the fire department or the ambulance, or all three of those people, to come help you. What I didn't know was the emotional side of this that causes a lot of damage. Some people get into emergency services and they have the capacity to just shake it off, right? Like uh, Gwen Stefani, or not Gwen Stefani, Taylor Swift, right? Shake it off, shake, shake it off. Regardless, I am not that person. And I didn't know I wasn't that person until it was too late. I didn't know that I was unable to shake it off, as Taylor Swift said, you know, until I was in too deep, right? My goal through this is that if you feel any of this touch base and you haven't known what to do, that you will go get help, okay? 2016, 2015, there's 103 firefighter in the line of duty deaths. That means that 103 firefighters went to work and didn't come home that day because of their job. They died in a fire, they died in a vehicle accident, or maybe they even died from heart attack, right? Or stress-related uh, problem. But 204 firefighters died that same year from suicide. This is not okay. And even more firefighters or emergency responders are dealing with this on the inside and have no idea what to do, right? You don't have to be a firefighter or a veteran or emergency dispatcher to have pain, right? You don't have to have any of those, you know, I don't want you to turn off this, this podcast because you can't relate with being in the emergency services, but you can relate to the PTSD and the depression and the addiction, right? So I got hired 2005. I was so excited, man. I was pumped because I knew I was going to be able to start helping people. Well, I didn't know that I was going to be the one that was going to be begging for help. Okay. I hurt my shoulder. I started taking pain medicines. Pain medicine, excuse me. I didn't know that was going to be my drug that would help me. Okay. When I start, when I first started taking that for my shoulder injury, I was starting to have the nightmares. And I was starting to not just feel like myself, okay? I was starting to be that guy that it was easier for me to be alone than it was to be with people, which was not normal for me, right? But I did know that when I took medicine, pain medicine or I drank, that about 30 to 45 minutes later, I would start to feel better, would have that peace kind of, kind of wave over me. I had started to feel like my skin didn't fit, okay? And I knew if I drank or did drugs that that skin would slowly start to, to it was like a tailored suit, right? It, it started to fit me perfectly. And I was like, okay, well, here's my answer. You know, I, I can't ask for help because people will think bad of me or maybe they're gonna think that I can't do my job anymore. So I will start 
you know, drinking and, and taking drugs. And I can do that on my own. I'll see, I'll do that on my off days so that when I go to work, I'll get through my 24 hours. And then when I come home, you know what? Take the edge off a little bit. No one will know, right? I'm only hurting myself. How many times have we heard that line? Well, that wasn't the case, right? See, I had, uh, my wife and I had kids, 2008, 2010, and now I have a lot of pressure. I have to provide for them. But, you know, again, I still didn't know what to do with this, this burning pain inside my body, right? I didn't know how to ask for help. See, let me take that back. I did know that I need to ask for help, but I was too afraid to ask for help, right? I didn't want my family members thinking less of me. I didn't want my peers thinking less of me. So I just dealt with this. I just dealt with it, right? So then it became that all these calls started piling up on top of me. I'd go to a bad call, and it just attached itself to the call, you know, the call I'd already been thinking of. And this pyramid just kept building itself. It just kept building itself to a point where I had a full breakdown, full breakdown. Jeopardized my job because I was using on my car at work. Lost my wife because she had had enough of this, right? She had had enough. You can't ask for help. You're unwilling to ask for help. I'm not gonna put myself and my kids in jeopardy any longer. This was devastating to me. This was devastating. This hurt, right? I finally had been forced to ask for help and I had, at the loss of losing everything in my life, losing everything that was important to me. Okay, now facing losing my career, what am I going to do? This is the only thing I had known how to do, right? This was the only thing that gave me any kind of like peace was being a fireman. See, I was still a fireman, right? I still had that that urge to help other people just now I couldn't do it now I couldn't do it because they're like hey you're a drug addict alcoholic we can't trust you at work anymore so now what now what see now what was this was this was not no matter what I had to get help no matter what I had to finally be humble enough to say I can't do this on my own I need your help show me the way See, I had the ability to isolate surrounded by a thousand people. I also had the ability to see things and say, well, you know, no one loves me. When in fact, I was loved by everyone around, right? The fact was, I was full of excuses. I was selfish, self-centered. And the only person I ever thought about was myself. How did I finally get help, right? How did I finally say enough was enough? So... I went to rehab, step one, okay? Step two was I had to find somebody that I trusted. For me, for me, that was, I'd gone through a couple sponsors and I finally found a man that I could trust with every ounce of my being. Number two, had to become honest. Not the 99.9% honesty that I had done for years. I'm talking about the 100% honest at all times, completely honest, no matter what, right? See, that's the hard part for me. 
that was the hard part for me. See, was that I wasn't able to be honest all the time, right? I was only honest that when I wanted to be honest. And that was the part that was really, really hard for me. So I found a man that I could be honest with all the time. And that was the hard part. You know, that was the hard part. So anyway, so I, I find I found a man that I was going to be all, honest with all the time. This man showed me to my higher power, which was hard because I was not a super religious person. You know, I, I wasn't the guy that was super religious. All You know, I was the guy that asked for help or prayed to God when I needed it. You know, that's like, what do they call it? The, um, the, uh, Man, anyway, I was a guy that I only asked, you know, prayed to God when I was like in trouble, you know, and so I had to get that back that I trusted God, which was my higher power all the time. So I had to finally become honest and and start using God for what he was, right? Someone that I could place my faith into. You know, which was, which was hard, you know, which was a hard part for me. So once I did that, this man, and we went through the steps together, right? Because I'm a member of AA, which I'm open about, you know, went through the steps together. <clears throat> and once I did that, I was able to find peace, right? I was able to find peace. But we will get into this more as I show you people in sobriety, and show you people that had PTSD and how they got through it. And once I do that, I will show you a world of peace that's available to you, that there is a world of hope that's available to you as long as you're willing to try and keep trying. Okay? So, you know, I have a couple great guests lined up for sure um, the next couple of weeks, and I'm working on more guests and more guests. So that you guys can see that this is a lifelong process and there's been people, you know, getting sober and getting cures and working and fixing their PTSD to get out of that dark tunnel, to find hope, right? And to use whatever your higher power is and whatever as your flashlight to get out of the darkness because there is a way. So anyway, my name is Rick. Again, this is Rick Radio. We're going to be uh, hitting all the hard topics, and we'll get through this. And uh, anyway, thanks a lot. Thank you for everything. And until next time, adios.